everybody, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Dozens. This is Ash, coming to you from, I don't know, I've had a bit of a month, but I'm back, and I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be back with my fellow podcasters. Uh, Janelle is here. Hello. Tim is here. I took my champion's entrance. I'm not a fan. Hey, we have a very nice and welcome return here. She gets the champion's entrance this time. That's not how it works. <laughs> because we have dearly, dear beloved Kiara is here today. Yay! Hi, everyone. She's been sick, but she's feeling better, and she's back. I am champion. <laughs> we miss you, Kiara. We miss yeah. your commentary. So I miss you guys. I miss doing this. I feel like wow, it's been forever since I've done the podcast. And so. Yeah, so it's great to be back, and it's great to have Kiara back. We are recording this on. Friday the 13th, which is actually going to be Easter. Yeah. But uh, it's actually going to be over in approximately an hour, but yeah. And, um, (laughs) but um, nothing's um, spooky. Nothing too crazy has been happening in the K-pop world. Um, In the real world, that's a whole other other thing. But the K-pop world that we all escape to on a regular basis to get away from the real world, there isn't really anything crazy going on. Um, BTS and Twice have been killing it on the charts. Twice will be our main topic today. Uh, Again, we'll keep with the current. uh, kind of format where we are kind of just doing a light discussion on everything else and kind of pick a main topic to go at and um, you guys again can kind of give us feedback on that if you um, like uh, like that show format or not or uh, if you would like to give us topics or give us suggestions for topics going ahead uh, it's kind of um, it's up to you guys it's kind of um, we're willing to listen to feedback, and so tell us what you think, um, if you would like for us to go in a different direction. Um, so like I said, uh, you know, BTS is one of those groups that I know is good, and I know has fans. I mean, armies are legendary for doing all kinds of stuff. Um, they actually, like, they release, like, some online apology to like almost every like K-pop fandom in existence <laughs> was just like dear such and such fans we apologize for da, da, da. like literally they've offended everybody at some point um sorry but, <laughs> what they they pretty much said sorry for being a dick yeah 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 they like we're we're sorry we're dicks uh but uh, I guess they were feeling particularly um in a giving mood because b t s is doing so well right now, and you know b t s is one of those groups that i I know I've listened to their music and i you know I know them, but I don't know them, but now I'm thinking, you know maybe I should be paying more attention I mean they're getting articles on the daily dot. 
um, which is one of those kind of news blog sites. Uh, it's not as famous as, say, BuzzFeed, but, um, you know, it comes up on my um, daily, um, on my news aggregate feed, so um, I think it's, uh, I think it's fairly well known anyway. And they actually wrote an article that came up today that was like, um, how BTS is changing um, K-pop, or let me see if I can find it. Yes, it's how BTS is changing K-pop for the better. Um, and, and I quote, um, they're revolutionizing what K-pop stands for, and they're starting to win awards for it. Um, they talk about how young they are, um, and big hit, um, and then, okay, I'm still trying to get to the part where they're, revo where are they revolutionizing K-pop, um, big hit, uh, instead of, compared to well-known companies like YG, SM, they're known for mass-producing stables of perfectly groomed idols. Big Hit has chosen to focus its energy on making only a few bands very good. In the process, the label is turning the tide against K-pop's sullied reputation of treating its stars unfairly. Hmm. Mm. So, um, Oh, yawn. <laughs> Daily Dot with their typical garbage. <laughs> Uh, more about them breaking the K-pop mold. Uh, apparently, Rap Monster has uh, taken the open stand for LGBT rights. Um, uh, they do mention the army, but don't mention all of the uh, crazy shit that they've done. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So they were the... You know, I get them mixed up with... Um, they, they did the most beautiful life trilogy. Okay, because I did hear a lot about that. And I got them mixed up with... Um, it's another one that's like kind of like BTS, but who's the other group that's kind of like BTS? Uh, take your pick at any group with a hip-hop image. Maybe I was thinking of BTOB or something. I don't know. Um, that I was thinking of with the most beautiful life, whatever, whatever. But, okay, so that makes sense, because I know that's been getting a whole lot of stuff. And then there was, something, there was something at the end about them crying during a concert and everything. Okay, so, yeah. So, there, I guess the thing is, is that BTS is kind of getting this um, reputation as being artiste with their their new stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Tim? I... I I mean, I've heard some of their stuff, so I, now that I know this is from their new stuff, I mean, it's nice. I mean, it's impressive that apparently they write and produce a lot of their own stuff, and um, it's fine. I mean, Tim, do you have I mean, do you listen to this? I, I don't really, but, you know, I try to keep up with what they're doing. You know, if they have a new promotion or whatever, I'll check it out. Um, I, as I've posted before, I've pretty much seen all of their like comebacks and I still think that 
they're just trailblazing along the path that Big Bang already trailblazed, which isn't a bad thing. And like I know people are going to take a negative. It's not negative. It's it's a good thing because nobody else can do that. And they're the only group thus far that's been able to do that. But to act like they're changing K-pop, they're not changing anything. They're just walking in the same shoes of a group that actually did change things. Um, they're doing the same kind of things. You know, the only difference is that they actually do um, produce more of their own stuff now. But I still think most of the production is done by Supreme Boy and some of the guys that aren't actually in the group. Um, so, it, it, I mean, it's really not different. Like, you can't point to any particular thing that they do and say that they do it, um, they do something different than any other group because they have good dancers and they have really good choreo, but there's other groups that have that. They might be the only group that has good choreo and writes their own stuff. That's totally possible because Big Bang's choreo is straight garbage all of the time. Um, but to act like they're trailblazing and they're setting the world, like they might be setting the world on fire, but they're not trailblazing. They're not doing anything different. Um, they're very in line with like what's kind of popular right now, and that line was set when you know people brought hip hop in general, like hip hop with quotes here, uh, to a forefront in idol the idol world, um, and it wasn't BTS that did that. So I mean, Block B blazed that territory before they did. If you want to talk about trailblazers, in Block the new B, world. maybe that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe because they did everything that BTS did, except not as successfully. Um, uh, probably due to a lack of very pretty boys, I guess. I don't know, but um, they and being wildly problematic, though uh, BTS has had their own issues too. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have anything against them, and like I don't plan to come for armies because I think that they're totally in their right to be super happy. Like their group's doing really well, and they're pumping out good music. I mean, it's not for me, but it's not bad. It's definitely good. Um, I just think that people are way, way hype right now using a lot of words that don't make sense. Like, they're not doing anything different. Um, maybe different than what's currently popular, sure, I guess. But Big Bang still exists. And as long as Big Bang and Block B exist, like, they're not any different other than that they have better choreo. Um, and, mm, you know, fight, you could say, fight. You could say <laughs> more talent than some of those groups, but in certain aspects, anyways. I just want to see VIPs and armies fight. Okay. No. I don't want to see them fight at all. Army. <laughs> no. Army has already shown how deeply messy they'll go as they had to issue a formal apology to other <laughs> fan groups. We so good. all like, K-pop fandom for all the horrible things they've done this past year. No matter what a K-pop fandom does, like nobody's taken an L to the point where they've had to apologize formally to everybody. That is the biggest <laughs> L that you can possibly take. I mean, it's big of them, and it's great, because people have been complaining about armies for so long, but that's how you know that they were going too far. Yeah. Well, uh, on another note, uh, well, I guess I should say, I mean, in my opinion, anyway, I wasn't a huge Girls Generation fan, but the uh, vocal line, as far as I'm concerned, of Girls Generation, um, we've known for a while that they have been you know, going to release solo albums. Taeyeon has already released her solo um, efforts and is going to release some more, and she's done really well. Um, she's going to do a concert, and now we have another member and an ex-member who are releasing their solo efforts around the same time. We um, already have 
the MV and some performances out from uh, Tiffany solo effort. I just want to dance. Um, and um, those have already been released. Um, and I think they've done, it seems like they've done pretty well internationally. Um, the interesting thing about this is that apparently, because um, people were falling all over themselves, like, oh my god, Tiffany, Jessica. Well, apparently, according to uh, news, and this is just as of like today or so, um, apparently Jessica is not going to be um, promoting um, whatever her her new her songs are she's not going to be performing on the music shows um which people you know some people were like well duh and then some people were like oh well obviously this is sm keeping her from performing on the music shows and some people think it's because she just really doesn't give a shit and she's more here for her you know clothing line and stuff and she doesn't really care about you know performing on this music shows i don't know um, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of find it funny because I like the fact that people were so here for having, like, a showdown, and it's like, you know, what probably would have ended up happening is girls probably would have performed one after the other, and it would have been like that, what was that, that, you guys remember that time on the Grammys when uh, Eminem performed that song, what was it, Stan or something? And after he had said some homophobic things, and then uh, Elton John played piano, and then at the end they got up and like hugged. And oh yeah, that was yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know why. That's a way throwback reference. That definitely wouldn't. Have I don't happened. know. That was like the first thing that came in my mind when I thought about it. Like, especially since Tiffany just did a stage where um, Sehun played the piano for one of her songs. So that I guess maybe that made me think of that. Like, I could see them like doing uh, songs on stage or being on stage and just like come together and like shaking hands or bowing or whatever to each other and it it being. Yeah, not even, not even a little bit of a chance of that happening. I, I know, I don't know. I feel like they don't really want to make this a big thing, and I don't. That would be I, making it a big thing, though. They would be, they would, ha in doing that, they would have to talk about that connection for literally the rest of their whole entire life, especially after Tiffany already was like, uh, "I'm gonna sidestep this question that you just gave me about Jessica and talk about other things." Well, I mean, but I mean, just acknowledging each other is not, I don't know. Yeah, I not mean, I'm not, not that actual, like, huge, big, like, thing that I was imagining. But, I mean, even just acknowledging each other, I feel like... It would be backstage. People are so, I feel like people are just so, like, wanting something to happen. They, they want that moment when, I don't know, they can, you know freeze frame on Tiffany or Jessica's face and I don't know, say that one of them gave the other the side eye or something. I, I don't know. Right, and but that's I what just... I mean. That would be people talking about it forever and ever and ever and ever and they would never escape it. Even if even if they are cool in the background and we don't know about it, you'll never know because they'll never be in the same place until way later when SSD's over and they can do what they want, you know? Like when maybe when they're all off SM or something, then we could really know. But until then, any sort of interaction between them is literally going to bring questions for the rest of forever. Jay, uh, freaking Jay is still being asked about 2 p.m. 
And, mm-hmm. like, what are we, like, five, six years out? Like, it's crazy. He's still getting asked about it. It does not go away. And for an even bigger group like SNSD, there's no way. And the two, like, two of the probably three or four biggest people in that group, no. No, they can't even. they got to pretend each other doesn't exist, which is exactly what <laughs> Tiffany did, basically. <coughs> Anybody else have any opinions on that? Or about, we watched uh, Tiffany's MV together, and some of you guys have seen the live performances um, and her Jazzercise uh, live performances. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Slow down flash dance, dude, I'm telling you. That choreo is the <laughs> slow down flash dance choreo. And by slow down, I mean like it's moving at like a quarter the speed. Um, so that Stephanie can keep in line with it. And uh, I still don't agree with calling what she did on stage a performance. It's more like she stood on stage and <laughs> played her music in the background. Well, I I mean, yeah, she did lip sync. Um, but she tried to. Couldn't even do that. Well, the thing is, though, see, I don't know if it's true because it may have just been, like, some fan spinning. But some people were saying, they were like, oh, well, SM always makes their artists, like, lip sync at first. And I don't know if that's true or not because I don't usually pay enough attention. But they're saying something like SM always makes their artists lip sync, like, for their first couple of performances or something. Like, I I don't know if that's true or not. Even if that is true, like, at you know, the fact that you can tell, obviously, that she was lip-singing makes it worse. Like, at least, at least other SM artists have to lip-sync. You know, they do it, you know, right. And, you know, you would, you can either argue or not of whether they're lip-singing, but it's clear as day that she was lip-singing. So that's what makes it more, I guess, funnier and more embarrassing, if anything. Yeah, that, that's got to be a practice skill in the SM department, and, like, she was so bad. Like, she was terrible at it, and it's like, you know, was it her protest? I doubt it. I think she's just really bad at lip-syncing. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Other than that, have you guys listened to any of her other songs, or do you like the song? I think the stuff that I've heard, um, including that song, is... Is it bad? I mean, I'm down for some synth pop. After I watched her performance, uh, I I don't know. It made me realize, for some reason, how repetitive the song is. There's not really any kind of like I don't know crescendo or like there's no build up or anything. It's just kind of the same thing over and over and over and over again. So I don't know. I I just I got bored. Um, listening to it, but it's not bad. Um, the other stuff I heard, I haven't really list, sat down and listened to her other songs, and they seem okay. Um, and she seems like she's keeping within her range, which is good. Um, she's not trying to, you know, over-sing or anything, which um, it's good she tends to do sometimes with Girls' Generation. Uh, but, I mean, that's fine. Um, Jessica's, I'll be interesting, I'm not sure, because I can't really tell how she, what she's exactly going to do yet, and from what I can remember, because I had honestly forgotten, um, I remember Jessica's voice was one of those voices in Girls' Generation for me that was okay, or either I couldn't really stand, kind of, because she has kind of a nasally tone, I think, Mm -hmm. so... When she sings, it's either okay or okay, you know, all right, stop. 
<laughs> for me. So I don't, I don't know how I would do with the whole entire song with her. It's just, you know, it's I I feel like it's just one of those things like it, personal you know preference. But for me, like Jessica's tone is a little too nasally for me. I don't know. Um, but that's on the the the. It looks like the big showdown will not come to be. Um, and probably, you know, the biggest news will continue to be um, coming out of JYP. Um, also, soon, um, Tim, I don't know why he thought we thought he was a big AOA fan. I just thought he was going to be happy that it seemed like the cute, you know, the cute girl trend was going to get broken up for a bit, you know. AOA is coming back. Normally, um, that's why I like summer, but no. <laughs> um, they're what? going. You don't want you don't want them to save you from drowning. <laughs> nope, I sure don't. Sure don't. AOA is coming back with their uh, Baywatch slash uh, lifeguard concept called uh, "Good Luck." I don't know how I feel about the song yet. It's not brave sound, thank God, but I still don't. You know, I listened to the their official teaser today. I listened to it twice, and I was like, I can't decide whether. I mean, you know, and then Jimin is is you know, unfortunately, she's going to end up be in the song, so that's going to ruin whatever part of the song that she's in. Um, she's going to inevitably ruin it. Um, but yeah, no, and apparently it's some dual like uh concept thing where it's like their guards, and then it shows like them when they're not. Being lifeguards on the weekend too, or something like that. I don't know. How do you relate to a hero if you don't get to see them when they're just <laughs> in their life, right? Obviously, that's, it makes that's perfect the sense. That's of a Baywatch of a Baywatch fan right there. Oh, I hated Baywatch. Woo! I hated Baywatch. <laughs> that show was terrible. And I you watched... know they're coming out with a movie. Oh, I know. It's going to be so... Well, The Rock's in it, so I'm totally going to watch it. Wait, but... I'm hoping maybe it'll be one of those yeah. like comedies. like where it's suppo- It seems like it's going to be very like uh, tongue-in-cheek comedy because that show is so ridiculous. So I'm, I'm assuming... I mean, they casted The Rock in it, and he either plays like really serious badasses or he's funny. That's like what he does. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, there's gonna be a Baywatch movie. There's already uh, photos of people falling while while filming and stuff. It's, oh yeah, what's his name? Zach? Is it Zach Efron? Yeah, Zach Efron. Yeah, High School Musical dude. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who's all in it, but I know that The Rock's in it, and I was like, all right, I'll watch. Fine, whatever, as long as it's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, I'm hoping it is. Um, what do you gals think of the AOA? Um, AOA, I've even with you know, I kind of liked them during their like a cat um, mini skirt phase, you know. Um, but in general, I can't really get into them. Um, I, their concepts just don't really draw me in. Uh, what are you guys thinking of seeing? I. I'm getting, you know, usually I don't pay too much attention. Like, I don't know why I really liked their debut, even though it was kind of ridiculous. And Like a Cat was good, too. But I just, I've never really gotten into them. I know, like, two members. I can identify two members, and that's about it. But 
I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe because it's Baywatch. Maybe <laughs> that's why I'm excited. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be a. You know, I mean, it's it's perfectly on. I mean, it's summer, um, yeah. so it's perfect concept on that. Um, and like I said, it it's kind of. Um, I don't know if they, you know, strategically decided to come out, but you know, the big thing with the girl groups lately has been kind of the. You know, innocent, you know, cheery, cute, fun, dancey concept. Mm -hmm. So them coming in is going to really break that up because um, we've had pretty much a long stretch of that for much of this spring mm -hmm. and really summer. So I don't know. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do. Uh, KCON is coming up. I am so jealous because KCON LA has an awesome lineup. And Tim, if you don't go to it, you're crazy. Uh, um, I don't even know when the date of it is. I should probably look, huh? Yeah, KCON New York is also coming up. Kiara. Um, <laughs> Maple Center, how fancy. Yes. Um, uh, KCON uh, 216 New York concert lineup. There, it's going to be June 24th and June 25th. June 24th, they will have uh, Ailey, BTOB, Crush, and Dynamic Duo, and 17. And then on the 25th, they will have BTS, Day 6, Eric Nam, and Mama Moo. Very good. And so, yes, you, someone needs to go up there. Carrie, you need to go up there and get Mama Moo's signatures for me or something. Um, it's uh, I'll, I'll go if you pay for my ticket. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me to go to KCON LA just because Twice is there? Because literally, I don't care about any other group that's there. Yeah, I, I know you, you wouldn't. But <laughs> like the lineup isn't really that stacked. Block B, G Friend, TTS, CN Blue, and BTS. That's a pretty good lineup to me. I don't I know. I think they should. They're gonna add the last. They're gonna announce the last batch for LA because they just only finished announcing all of New York. I think they'll have a few more left for LA. So I hope so because I wouldn't pay to go to see less, that. But New York has a good group this year, I think. Yeah, I'm like I'm way more envious of New York. I don't know why you're envious of LA. Crush and Dynamic Duo. Like maybe maybe it's because you guys haven't seen Dynamic Duo live, but when you do, it is a experience. Like they are so incredibly good live. Ridiculously, ridiculously good live. Hmm. Huh. Well, I might see them live. But I they don't... might be my favorite live act that I've seen from Korean music, with like probably CM Blue being a hard second, and I don't like CM Blue at all. So, Kira, weren't they at the Hollywood so Bowl? Who? Dynamic Duo. Were they? I... I thought they were that year. I kind of Google it. What year was that again? I don't. <laughs> no, that was like that was when I was in DC, wasn't it? So that was like 2012 or 13. No, <laughs> I don't know. I'm in the Midwest, so I'm not near anything. Although I got to see Tiny last week, and that was great. 2011. It was 2011. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's something around then. No, it was DJ DOC that was there. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I was like, I 
don't remember him, but I knew it was somebody with a D. Okay, so it was the wrong person. Okay, so we have not seen the wonderfulness that is Demi alive. I've seen them twice, and both times were ridiculously great. Like, one time was at a free concert, so I didn't think that they were going to really, like, be out there to jam out. Oh, they had a blast. It was amazing. And then I saw them for the Amoeba Culture Tour, and they were so good. So, so good. And they just like really hype. Like, yeah, they have they're the really really high energy. Um, they they're not like a typical um group that moves around a lot where they start getting winded and like don't do their parts anymore. They pretty much do their part throughout like the entire thing. Um, you know, they have like their own kind of spins on it when when it's performing live. You know, it's obviously not going to be just like um the record, but it, it was really good. I mean, I got to see them bring out like Simon D, which you won't be able to experience anymore, um, and things like that, but. It still was just, it was basically just them, pretty much. It was them and then, you know, Simon D for Saturday night, and it was it was such a good time. Such a, it, Like, the environment was really good, too. Um, that might have been part of it, but it, it was really good. I would highly re- recommend, even if you hate Dynamic Duo for whatever reason, like, there's plenty of reason to like their music. That's, that's really good. So... Those of you that are fans of Dynamic Duo, there you go. Um, take your chance to see them in person while you can. I'm going to look them up on YouTube because that's all I can afford right now. Um, two more pieces of music. Uh, not music. Two more pieces of news. Um, two more pieces of news here. Maybe three. Uh, I don't know if you guys... Uh, found out, uh, I just found out by reading the news because I don't really know the guy, but uh, Neil uh, from Teen Top, uh, there is some news going around about him vacationing with a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, some fans uh, found out and apparently 13 Teen Top fan sites, or they might have been fan sites just for him. I'm not clear if they yes. were just for They were just for him. Oh, okay. Uh, shut down because of this, and then apparently he just released an apology. Uh, um, for what? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, because uh, it's not like he has a right to have his own life or anything. Um, let me see if I can't find. When you're a K-pop uh, idol, you have no life. Your life is your fans, and your mm-hmm. girlfriend is your fans, and you're not allowed to cheat on your fans. Mm-hmm. You yeah, just because they are doing what they're supposed to do, and you know they're paying money for your. Prof- I mean, so that you can live off, of your, prof- you off of your profession. I know I'm trying to use logic, but. I'm paying you to be my musical slave, and you can only love me and no one else. And I need to be able to live in my fantasies that I can one day meet you and date you, and if you mess this up for me, boy, whoo, killing all the fan sites. That's what's about to go down. I mean, it's, uh, I'm trying to, where, where, I know I saw that he wrote a... I'm gonna look this up because I I now remember he wrote an apology letter and now I'm curious to see exactly what it was. Well, I know the agency uh, denied it. Oh, let me see. Oh, here we go. 
Um, yes, he went on his official fan cafe site, it says here on Simbi, to apologize, and he wrote in a handwritten letter. He said, first, I'm sorry for greeting you because of this controversial issue. I'm truly sorry for causing fans concern. I plan to go on a vacation with friends after the official album promotion was over, and the people I went on vacation with are just close friends and not, any, not anything to misunderstand. Well, my, well, my carelessness led to fans' misunderstanding, and I think that is definitely my serious mistake in having been unable to earn your trust. I am sorry for having even having to say something like this, but I showed you a disappointing side of myself, and I will work hard to make sure something like this never doesn't happen again. I will sincerely reflect on my actions and work hard as a member of Teen Top to become a better Neil and not have a girlfriend or be do anything a normal guy my age would do. Yeah. Okay, I'll be sneakier next time. I don't I don't know. I hate that these are even like news stories and that we give them the time of day because it's so ridiculous, you know. Like, it is. I mean, I just saw awesome. the thing with the fan cafe, and then I was in the apology letter, and the fact that he's basically like, I mean, he acted like he actually did something bad, which he didn't. I don't know. And even if he, even if it was a misunderstanding, and he was just with friends, he still didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, no matter what, is like the whole idea that people can really feel like they should, un, you know, like, close a fan cafe because their favorite has is in a relationship is such a weird concept to me. Because in any other situation, what the fans are doing sounds like bonkers crazy. Like, if, if, uh, if we had an American celebrity that lost their entire fan base because they started dating somebody, people would lose it. Like, you would have... Imagine... Imagine... If Beyonce announced her thing with Jay-Z and a bunch of her fandoms closed, I guarantee you people would have hung them. Like, you would have just had tons of people running around slamming these crazy fans for being like, no, I can't be Beyonce's fan because she has a, uh, she's going to get married. Why? Because you think there's an off chance in some crazy, strange world that you ever meet your celebrity crush and, for whatever reason, your celebrity crush notices you and then your celebrity crush wants to date you? Like, this is wild to me. It's crazy. I mean, there are crazy people like that, but people view them as just that, crazy. Like... You're not, that's not going to happen, and you don't but, have any right to feel that way about their right, but dating choices. for whatever reason, in Korea, it's like that concept isn't that strange. That's the only way you can explain why Neil felt that he had to write this letter and why so many of his fan cafes closed. What other reason is it for their fan cafes to close unless it's something to do with the fact that he's dating somebody? Him taking a picture with a girl, oh, yeah, we're, we're just going to close all the fan cafes. No way. It's only because there was a suspicion that maybe he's in a relationship. So people lost their mind to the point where he had to respond to it, meaning that this idea is so not foreign that he actually feels the need to address it. That would never, ever, ever fly in, in America. No way. There, I've never, ever seen... Somebody, maybe like way back in the day, but not in 2016. Not in the year of our Lord 2016 when that crazy, crazy thing happened. Like, I can't even, I can't wrap my head around, my head around it because it sounds so crazy to me. 
Because no, it, it kind of, you no, know, I think back to like when like the pop era when like, you know, what we what we consider as idols were very, very huge, meaning like Insic, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. And when the whole news of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were dating, news broke out, like people went crazy, but people were so happy about it. Like everyone, right. like, like people were like, yes. couple, right? They were the power couple. They were they were Barbie and Ken. They were like the big thing. Everybody like just supported it and loved. It. I mean, there were fans that were like, no, crying because you know Justin is dating or whatever. But in the end, it was more like people supporting them than hating on their being hating on the fact that they were a couple. So when I first, when getting into K-pop and you see all this happening, it's kind of like, but why? Because <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that's crazy. I don't know if it's because like I got into K-pop when I was so much older, um, or what. Like, but the idea that that idea never even like occurred to me. Um, and maybe it's because I grew up in a time where like it was exciting to see celebrity couples. Um, because there was a time where celebrity couples, instead of like, oh, we don't really care about hearing about them, or congrats to them, and then we move on. There was a time where a celebrity couple was like a big deal, and you got excited about it, like Britney and Justin. That was a big yeah. deal. But there were other couples in that uh, in that time period, like uh, Posh Spice and uh, David Beckham. When they got together, everybody freaked out, and most people were excited. And she was a big, big celebrity. Like, yeah, she was it's, a pop it's, star I mean, that everybody was Honestly, that made her probably the biggest celebrity out of all the pop Spice Girls. Made her, like, <laughs> that basically upped her celebrity was being, like, Victoria Beckham. Right, and and you know David Beckham even at the time had a huge fandom that was like in love with him as a good-looking gentleman, and even them like there was there were obviously gonna be girls that were freaking out and were mad, but there's there were a ton of people who were just excited because it was Posh Spice, you know, like so many of these girls grew up loving Posh Spice or they loved Posh Spice at the time, I should say. So it was like, yeah, who cares? She's a Spice Girl, like nobody cares. We're happy about it. And then you yeah. go to Korea and it's like. Every celebrity couple is met with like crazy fallout, and it's it just blows my mind. Like it it's crazy to me. Unless you hit like a like a audience that doesn't give a like any care at all about the fact that you're dating, like Tiger J K and Tasha, everybody was cool with it, and we all supported it. it was yeah, great I think it couple. depends on like the level of idleness. Uh, the person has, you know, how, like, how young they are, and, like, you know, Tiger JK and Tasha aren't really right. idle, so to speak, that's what I mean. and then, you know, on the older, so they can, you know, kind of handle that, but when you're younger, and you're, like, at the height of your fandom, boy, nobody yeah. has dared to try that yet, I don't think. I mean... For the idols that I've known that has been outed as dating, majority of the time, fans, it doesn't become such a big deal. It's when they're, like, kind of in that Nugu category. Like, I remember yeah. when Block B first debuted, like, at the time when I actually really paid attention to Block B, um, I remember not long after their debut, it, um, fans found out that um, one of the members, oh, I can't remember his name right now, was dating. Yukon, yeah, I believe so. Was dating, and he up to now he's still dating her, and um, you know at that time fans didn't really have much of a reaction. I remember pretty much they were like, they were like, no, we'll continue to support him because at that time Block B was so, you know, Nugu level that you know fans were like, 
they didn't want you know anything negative to happen to Block V, so they're like, no, we'll keep quiet about this, but we'll support it. And fans were like, okay with it. It's only recently he kind of got backlash because he apparently gave her gifts, fans gave him, and he gave it to her. I don't know, some nonsense like that. But you know, when you're like a Nugu Nugu level, and if fans know that, you can kind of there's a window right there. But once, yeah, but once it's gotta be like debut. <laughs> it has to be. But the moment once. You're you're big and you've made it and you have so many fans. If they see you with you know someone the opposite sex, immediately it's like a big no. Or unless you're someone like Big Bang, like I think you need to be a guy group for this to happen though. And their fandom is so protective of them, they will like see them like they'll see them with people but not say like they'll protect them and and keep things from leaking or keep no, them from getting bad press. Group. You don't have to be a guy group in general. You have to be a big group. Um, yeah. Because well, yeah. I guarantee you there's plenty of pictures of SNSD getting caught like with well, people. Well, that's true. And, that's the first you know, thing I thought with Girls' Generation and them starting to date and things. And but, I mean, if you take if you take Big Bang, for example, like they're pretty careful about what they let out. I mean, the fact that we know openly about um, YB is kind of surprising. Uh, because they've been pretty good about keeping things under wraps. I mean, they've been around for how long now, and we've had, like, three dating scandals total between yeah. all of them? I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I think I heard, too, that part of that was also due, like, the, the VIPs that in Korea are very big on, like, when they see some of them know something, like, have seen them dating other idols and such, and have purposefully kept that kind of gossip offline or, you know, have worked to try and keep that kind of stuff from spreading to other fandoms and things like that. They don't, you know, want things like that to spread. That's what that's what I've heard. Yeah, I think I think unlike um I think they're just kind of from a one, it's because they're so big, but two, they're also kind of from a time where things were a little bit more private. Like it was way easier to hold secrets back in the day than it is now. And I think I think people are, especially with newer groups, it's exciting to, like, be the person to break the news. Like, everybody wants to be the one to break the news story. Whereas you have, you have like, all these SM groups um, and, all the, and all the YG groups of old and some of the JYP groups of old that, you know, they were kind of raised in a time where it wasn't so much about breaking a news story as much as it was protecting your favorites. Um, and it, it's just kind of, it's kind of switched now. For whatever reason, it's become more of like, we want to know everything and we're going to out everything. Every information piece. Especially that now that Dispatch has got some international spy level, like, reporters. I don't know what they've got going on over there, but they, yeah. they've just been, yeah, they, they've got some scary people. I mean, TMZ needs to be taken to some Dispatch because that is, yeah. Uh, so, with that, um, another thing, interesting thing here, um, another um, U.S. artist has discovered K-pop. Right. Uh, oh, guys, man. <laughs> has discovered K-pop and is amazed that Koreans can sing, apparently. Um, if you guys remember Mario um, from way <laughs> back when... Yes, um, and his the last relevant thing I remember him doing was uh, Dancing with the Stars, which is still a few years back. Um, I think he does have some new stuff coming out. 
anyway. But I did love him back in the day. I did like I did like his stuff back in the day. Anyway, he recently had an Asia tour and fell um fell into um and and met with uh, girl group Bestie. Um and he fell in love with them. Um and, and fell in love with particularly Yuji. Um and he did an interview with Fuse TV, and this is what he said about Yuji. Uh, he said, you'd be blown away. You don't expect that type of voice. You can tell they grew up listening to some of the greatest. I was like, wow, the world needs to hear that. I'm trying to figure that out now. How do I break an amazing solo Korean girl artist in America? I, yeah, I just, we've been trying. Okay, so how do I make that happen? Because she's amazing. Her name is Yuji, and she's really, really dope. We're going to make that happen. Um, good luck, Mario, because you're one of many that have been trying to make that happen. Um, I have to say, it would be interesting if after all of these people having trying to break through, Yuji would be the one to break through. But, um, you know, at least Yuji is talented. Um, it's kind of interesting, though. You know, when it this kind of thing always happens where you have... A U.S. artist towards Asia, they run into somebody from K-pop, and they're like, "Man, this person can rap, sing, dance, blah blah blah. They need to be. I'm going to bring them into America because we don't have Asians, you know, music and musicians in America, and they don't know what they're doing, so it goes nowhere. So, I mean, I hope the best for Yuji. Um, Bestie is one of the way underappreciated girl groups. Um, so, but, you know, I mean, maybe this will lead to something. I don't know. Um, she, I will say she deserves um, an English, uh, an international, um, internationally released single a hell of a lot more than, and I hate to say that because now that I realize you're here, Kiara, but she, she deserves one a lot more than, um, Gion from Cara does. <laughs> you weren't here when we were looking at Gion's English um, MV in Japan um, activities. Kiara, I don't know if you ever saw those. I did, I did, I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, sorry, because you haven't been here to walk here, but yes, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I think, I hope Yuji, they do something, maybe Mario can do something with her, but anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, uh, what, we'll have Yuji have a big company back rub like Ji Young has, and then maybe he can have, you know, till then Ji Young kind of wins right now. <laughs> well, like, you know, I mean, literally, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know why we care because nobody cares about Mario. So why do we care what he thinks about anybody? Um, but <laughs> besides that, does Yuji even is Yuji fluent in English? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't really know the girls, bestie girls, that well. So, I don't so know. she deserves an international song more than Jiung, who actually speaks three languages. That seems a little wrong to I'm me. I'm just saying, based off of talent, she's very but, talented. Yeah. But her talent doesn't let her speak English. Talent has nothing to do with being able talent to speak like an English song. Language. I wish it did, but it clearly doesn't. <laughs> It clearly does not. So, I mean, if it did, there would be plenty of other idols that were celebrities across the world. And it's not. Hey, it's so a lot of zero. Sorry. 
Sorry. I'm not even salty because I thought it was bad. But if she doesn't speak English, then there's literally no chance. Like, there's no reason to humor this story. If her English isn't fluent, there's no well, reason. Well, I'm assuming, I mean, if Mario thinks he can bring her in over here and, and, and he wants to work with her, he must have been able to communicate with her in some way that where he thought... Mario he also work. still thinks he's a celebrity, so... Mario thinks he can bring anybody over here when he can't even make people care about his own career, much less anybody else's, like... I don't well, know. I don't, you know, well, that depends on who you talk to. I, you know, just, uh, this is one, what Mario said on Fuse TV. Only one group has been able to transcend, you know, languages, music, and that's baby metal. So, uh, I don't <laughs> know. I do that not, is true. I do not see any, I don't see, to be honest, I don't see any K-pop artists going anywhere near baby metal level right now. So when Rob Zombie's got your back. No. When I... Rob Zombie not only gets your back but attacks people for being wildly racist and misogynistic, you won. Like you won the whole internet, baby metal. You did it. Well done. They're doing it. It's not K-pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Heroes, that's dude. very true. Baby metal is Yep. So I do I do not disagree. Um before we go into the main topic, um I do want to mention one thing I just saw while I was uh, clicking off of Snoopy. I remember seeing this, um, seeing something about this on Omona they did a while ago, and then apparently uh, it's, it's happening, and apparently there's two episodes left, so it's been going on for a while. But there was news that they were going to, I guess, I guess this is an original drama by... Uh, the site uh, Viki, which um, shows K-dramas, Asian dramas, and things like that. And I think this was an original drama that they were doing. And um, it's called Drama World, and basically the whole thing. Uh, so this is the, the summary. No, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. Get to the news part of this, because this is not news. So how are you going to make this news? We've talked about this on the podcast already. Did I? Yes, we have talked about this on the podcast. About the girl that is a 20-year-old college student? Yes. Yes. Okay, because I can't remember if I did or not. Anyway, apparently it's already airing, and I haven't watched any of it, but I just noticed that it's airing. It's got two episodes left on Vicky, and I haven't seen it on anything else, but um, uh, it pretty much looks film, the screen caps I've seen and what you would think it would look like. So if you're interested in watching it and you've not heard, you know, have heard about it, it's already on episode 8 and it's starring a girl with blue eyes, red, short red hair, and lily white skin. And she's if you're interested in watching a self-entered um, K-pop fanfic AU, come, come to real life. This is what this drama is. So all you guys who like that EXO drama, I guess you'll like this one too. <laughs> well, Let's at least go to the, the main drama topic. took place in Korea, so it was slightly more realistic. Slightly. It has, it, and uh, just to say here, it <laughs> has 493 ratings and it's uh, it's ag- uh, average rating is 9.1, so, uh, so wow. someone likes it, I guess. Um, full of people, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so on to our main topic, which is twice 
Twice. Twice, twice. 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 One in a million. Twice. Shut up. Shut up. So... Uh, a lot of new ones running around because Twice is literally crushing it. They have come out with their second uh, mini album, Page Two, and um, I don't. I'm looking up the actual like uh, kind of aggregate of like the all of the like the numbers, just the stuff that they've like the numbers and stuff that they've broken because they've like broken so many like they've broken ton of records and things and it's been really crazy um to think about it and i remember i was mentioning i mentioned to you guys before about how i was feeling like you know this you know you've got this new generation coming in and i was like i'm finally kind of i guess accepting it and sort of thing you know or you know we're kind of officially you know having you know for me coming in 2008 it's kind of like, you know, all these groups from back then, they're, you know, either breaking up or, you know, just, you know, disbanding and whatever. And finally kind of getting with these new groups. But, you know, none of them really were making an impression on me. Now some of them kind of are. And Twice has really stepped up to the plate and, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I like them, but they just have, I don't know, while I'm looking for this, why do you guys think Twice is so freaking popular right now? Mm. Do you think it's because that they remind people of early SNSD? Do you think it's because if it's their own individual charms? Mm, I think that's part of it. Like, um, I think... Korea has been kind of waiting for the next girl group that has kind of like a similar essence to what, you know, girls' generation is. And um, and I guess people, you can say, because I guess with the nine members and, you know, it gave people that vibe. Um, but I also think one of the biggest things people really, really grabbed onto twice first was there's just the fact that all of them are very pretty. No, not a secret. When people really like K-pop idols, the first thing people notice is their looks. And so for Twice, it's like every like usually, in, especially with like girl groups or boy groups too. But they'll you always have that one or two members that are in charge of visuals. You know, that's like their title. Um, but with this group, it's like everyone is like a visual. Like yeah, Nayeon and Tui have that title, but it's like everyone, like every everybody finds every single member pretty. And then. I guess when, I mean, I think they're really the first girl group before debuting to have like a reality, sh like in recent times, to have a reality show. But it's like you're choosing where members are being chosen. And I think because as these, you can already see it from other TV shows, people get attached to these these people when they do these type of reality shows. And so with all with that show um, 16 airing, it really just started making people attached to the members and so when twice was you know finalized and all the members joined and I just think you know just from that alone just they already started they already started out with a pretty decent sized fan base and it just continues to grow, grow from there okay um Janelle do you have any ideas on that yeah. <sighs> 
anything to add so to that? <laughs> she covered it so well. Um, I think, you know, part of, yeah. But for you but, personally, what, uh, what makes you want to be a once, then let's make it more about what would it, is it that you see in Twice that makes, you know, you want to be a fan of them? A part of it is maybe maybe it's like people who like IOI. Like I I watched I started from sixteen, and I've basically been following them from there on. And I don't even always check out groups when they do like their YouTube or TV like you know real real twice real two p.m. sort of shows. But like I've been watching all their stuff and. I like I like the group dynamic. They seem pretty supportive of each other. And so far, crossing my fingers, nobody seems too problematic. Other than that, to oh, scandal, it. which really wasn't her fault. You got something? Sorry. No, I was saying, don't jinx it. You're, you're jinxing it. I know. I'm Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Sorry, onces. I'm not trying to jinx it, but just. I don't know. It's just all that potential there, and they're just killing it. And you just—I think it's just you're rooting for them. Like, please don't screw it up. You're doing so well. You can do it. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's a really interesting case where they're doing well, and people are like, are really happy to see them do well. Um, I don't have everything with all of their, you know, their chart hits and roof hits and all kills and whatever together. But, yeah, I mean, we can just say, like UA, which is their first and only other MV, is now the most viewed um, MV from JYPE on um, YouTube. And let me see. Um, I believe they now surpassed. Uh, their debut music video is the highest ranking, um, most viewed music video for a debut group. Okay, no, I knew it was, I knew it was like another thing list they were on. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I won't forget because um, when they surpassed um, 21's view with fi of Fire, oh. um, the, the, the saltiness that came out when that happened. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so. uh, okay, well... Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, basically, they've just they like I said. I I'm looking for this list. They're on some list as far as like um, of idols and how much they've sold. And it's literally a list of nothing but SM artists. Um, quite a few of them SNSD artists, and they're like I think at least in the you know they've broken top ten oh, so yeah. I know what you're talking about I'm trying yeah I'm trying to think of it what it is most, could it be most old albums last year or this year I don't know no it's like most like sold like something in, in general um I'm trying to see well while I'm trying to look um, there's also been, well, this is, it's, this is weird thing, because there's this very, like, weird kind of controversy thing that was 
coming out of um, Nate, um, translated by Ndeadas and Buzz. And there was hate over the lyrics in Cheer Up, but there was hate over the, it was controversy over gender discrimination against men because they said, um, as translated from the song, that a girl can't give her heart too easily. And if you see the um, translate lyrics, they're, you know, kind of like, be a real man, be a real man. Now, that comes back on you because other people are looking at the translate lyrics, mostly international fans, and saying that the song is sexist because of the fact that they're making it seem like it's a song where, and I see it, where you can see where they might be saying, I'm playing hard to get, but don't worry, just keep it working at it, and eventually I'll come around, and people, and I see, I see the problematicness with that. Um, and it's been a lot of girl group songs are like that. Um, but at the same time, I think it could also, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily, I don't know, what do you guys think? I can't get my thoughts together yet because I'm still looking for this thing. I mean, what do you think? I thought that was interesting that we had that whole thing with the, the sexist view from the Korean netizens. Then we have the lyrics, and then we have the view of them from international fans of them actually being sexist. So, I think I, don't know. I think it depends on the way you look at it. Um, obviously, and I'm not I'm not coming for any of you guys. I think you're everybody is entitled to have their own opinion, and I think you, this song in particular and that line can go either way. Um, but I do think that a lot of people that want to say that it's not sexist are twice fans. Um, and most of the people who are pointing out the kind of image that it portrays are people who aren't necessarily fans of the group. Um, I'm kind of on the fence, um, but I feel like this is one of those situations where we have to recognize that um, the idea of like fragile masculinity is is not something that just exists for um, you know whatever these wannabe men's rights activists, whatever they call themselves, uh, it is something that is ingrained in our society, and uh, th this is one of those times where the first question you have to ask is, what is what does it mean to be a real man? Like, to ask somebody to do that, then you're going off of years and years of pre-established gender roles, and that's what makes people so mad, because it's not sex is just towards... Uh, men, it's 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 an issue with gender roles, and gender roles are sexist towards everybody. I mean, that's how gender roles work. There shouldn't be such a thing as a gender role in a society where everybody's equal. In a society where everybody's equal, everybody has the same role. There's no the only difference between your genders is one of you has one of you uh, identifies as a man, and one of you identifies as a woman. It's literally the only thing that that particular thing should mean. Um, and when you have songs that reinforce a certain particular stereotype, you are driving home the fact that that stereotype not only exists, but that you acknowledge it. And that's what people really have an issue with. Um, and I, I think it's a really interesting topic because it's not very often that you see people point out um, a or what can be 
described as a sexist lyric about uh, a, a group of women making the lyric. It's pretty. It's pretty rare. Um, typically, because it's not that common, I don't think. I don't think women um, really go for the gender roles and support gender roles, or not support, I shouldn't say that, um, that really talk about the gender roles unless they're talking about breaking them down um, because, in general, women are way more progressive um, because they're still fighting. So they're way more progressive in general, and they're way more understanding. Um, but in this particular situation, you have a lot of people who are pointing out this encouragement of a very fragile masculinity and it's not twice his fault because they didn't write this song so no matter what you can't blame them um, but I think it is interesting and it is worth talking about that this song that is blowing up is kind of missing the mark on being progressive um, but not everything needs to be and I and if you like the song you like the song like I think it's fine to like the song there's plenty of people who like way more problematic things than this particular song this I mean particular I was just line. thinking in general I mean you think of songs from American artists uh, <laughs> there's really problematic stuff and in, in that all the right, time. Of course. Yeah, and it, there's problematic stuff everywhere, and the idea of breaking down gender roles is very, very new. It's a very, very new idea for the masses to acknowledge, not so I much... I mean, especially matter, when you have somewhere like South Korea where it's a lot more defined, I think. Right, and I think if this had been the other way around, like if it had been a boy group, nobody would care. I mean, nobody would no. address this role. Um, it just so happens that it's a girl group that's currently blowing things up so you have to look for some way to chop them down um, which is really unfortunate because I think that there are some netizens that are making good points and I think there's a lot of good points to be made here um, but I I also think that the only reason anybody cares is because they want to chop down a girl group that's blowing up and is technical and, and really isn't doing anything wrong I mean outside of this they've had like what one sort of pretend scandal and that's it like I mean they're, yeah. they're, they're really keeping their nose clean, um, working pretty diligently. They seem to be doing all of the right things. So somebody, and they're girls, so somebody has to look to chop them down. I mean, that's just the way it is. I just think, I mean, I think, like I said, it's perfectly, and I, I, I guess this goes against any other problematic things that happen in K-pop, it's perfectly fine to point them out and discuss them and, and point them out as being problematic and being an issue. But I think... Like, there were some people when this issue came up, like, say, on Omona, for example, and people were like, oh, my gosh. They're like, I didn't know the song was like that. I'm not listening to this anymore. I'm like, really? Really? Well, some people don't want to support problematic things on principle. You can't hold that against them. I can't, but I, I think it's more that there are people that you know aren't – it's not – it's you people that are saying this that you know are not – those type of people they're like that are going to say I'm not going to that are more like they're going to say I'm not going to listen to this anymore but listen to my other groups like it's okay and they've never done anything or said anything that's right but there's a big difference between listening to a song that's being pointed out as being problematic and sexist and supporting an artist that has said a problematic thing but it doesn't progress through their music so I mean it just depends it's it's always again no matter what problematic things are always going to be um, 
case by case because that's how people are. People like problematic people. We're K-pop fans. We all have a problematic favorite. Like that's just the way the world is. There's not a single person that can say, "Oh, all of my favorites have never done anything wrong." There's no way. It's impossible. Um, so there's going to be people who are probably on the fence about the song, and then they heard it's problematic and decided not to support it. I doubt there's a lot of people who are going to listen to the song a ton anyways and then decided, oh, it's problematic, I'm not going to like it. Like, all the people that you lost in Onomona are all people who didn't care about Twice in the first place. And that's why they're, they're just moving on. So it doesn't matter. You, you, you didn't lose anything, and they didn't lose anything. They're still winning. They're still, you know, destroying I mean, everything. I guess I just, you know, I got the feeling because I, a lot of people on there, I guess, are kind of fair weather when these kind of things happen. You know, they'll say is it fair about... Weather. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, there's so many people that will say that about one thing and then not, you know, will be completely different about another. But, I mean, you're, I mean, everything that you've said is valid. Okay, so I found the great big, uh, I guess this is the, the, the um, statistic I was looking for, um, that twice sold 41... 1,800 albums in a week. Um, so that puts them uh, on the list of girl groups that have sold um, that much. They are the eighth girl group um, to have sold uh, this much in a week, to have sold that much. And they are only behind uh, SNSD and uh, Taeyeon. Taeyeon is a solo singer, I mean, and FX is Four Walls, and everything else is SNSD. Um, so uh, that's, I mean, for them, that's pretty impressive. Um, and that's impressive for anybody. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, no, I, I mean, for, I mean, for them, especially as a group, and this is only their second single, it's great. So um, this is also. I, I don't know. I, it also makes me feel a way, too, because I remember around this time, was it last, or sometime last year, we were also hearing a lot of stuff about JYP. Um, a lot of people were getting down on JYP and talking about, oh, he's not part of the big three anymore, and the JYP. A lot of people were down on JYP as a company in, in, in general. And, you know, now that Twice is doing well, they're like, oh, they've, you know, put JYP back in the spotlight as a place to want to be again and uh, you know I don't know I, I guess it's kind of like you, you feel kind of like ah you know there's some you know verification there that you know I mean it's true having... they did put JYP back on the map because Scott 7 spent a whole year trying to do it and they they're not as relevant as twice is so I mean, they got a year head start on Twice, and they're still not as famous. I mean, Jackson's plenty famous, but the rest of GOT7 isn't near as famous as Twice, nor are they selling as well as Twice. So it's true. I mean, um, the JYP kind of, like, anybody can be on JYP and win bubble bursted already. Um, mm -hmm. I, don't really think, I don't really think JYP ever got to that point. Their artists still worked really hard, um, which is a testament to them because they have tons of artists that did great. Um, but they're not they're not in that y, YG uh, SM bracket where like literally they could just put out an album with fart noises and they would sell. I mean that's that's kind of where SM and YG both are, um, and JYP just isn't there. But 
twice as proof that JYP still knows what it's doing, at least. Um, at least for managing twice, anyways. They're killing it. And they, they managed GOT7 well. It's just they didn't pick up. I mean, you also, can't force the market. Also, interesting point I do want to make is someone uh, recently interviewed JYP and uh, he made a point uh, to mention that he does not do any of the producing, um, which is uh, for Twice or Got Seven for any of their music. Um, yeah, people keep blaming him for all kinds of stuff that he has no hand in anymore. <laughs> it's really no. It's I, really I just ridiculous. think it's interesting because you know he used to be very involved in you know a lot of the things, and he's taken a step back a lot, and you know from the company as a whole, and he's pretty much just you know, figurehead and, and, and an artist, you know, himself. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it's kind of interesting because you have seen how, like, sound, like, twice as sound. You never would have heard had somebody from JYP, you know, have a, you know, sound like that. But, you know, they have their own kind of sound and it works for them. It's... Great. I was just going to mention that um, JYP was recently on Radio Star with um, Joe Kwan, Min Hyorin, and um, Jisoo. Um, there are, I've seen English subtitles like like around the internet, so if you haven't watched it, you should. I thought it was a pretty interesting episode. Um, I'm, not really, I'm not a big fan of Radio Star, so I don't really watch it, but it was just good just to see, especially if you're interested in uh, Jisoo and learn learn more about him and his personality, I suggest to watch it. He's an interesting character <laughs> in the sense. Interesting. I don't know much about Jisoo, but I'll have to watch it. And yeah. of course, JYP. I always have to watch stuff with yeah. him. Well, he suffers because <laughs> you know, always, he's always the butt of a lot of jokes. So. But I will say that the Conan-JYP collaboration was genius, and you can't convince me Otherwise, it was awesome. It is. I love it. Drink dance is the song of 2016. Okay, all right, Tim. If there's nothing else, Tim, will you close us out, please? Sure. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash Not Your Average Netizens. Um, please subscribe to us there and comment and all that good good stuff. Um, if you'd rather listen to us on iTunes, if you have fancy newfangled podcasts uh, or iPhones to listen to your podcasts on, uh, you can find us by searching Not Your Average Netizens. Please rate and subscribe to us. Um, it helps us a lot to leave a comment as well. That's really the only way we get the notoriety, any sort of notoriety, at least on the iTunes side of things. Um, you can also find us on Tumblr, notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com, and you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, that is at nyanetizens. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to bring up, maybe have us address, maybe dedicate an episode to, uh, you can email us directly at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. And I think that's about it. All right. Awesome. Great getting back together, guys. Great Yay. to see you, Kiara. Yay. And we will see you guys, hopefully not too long from now. Have a nice weekend. And shut up. Shut up. Cheer up, baby. Cheer up, cheer up, baby. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.